and welcome to the next episode of The Chosen Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Jenna. I'm Anna. And I'm Ryan. And this week we are discussing everyone's favorite serial killer psychopath, Drusilla. Uh, yes, a whole episode dedicated to Drusilla. Um, and she probably deserves more than one. Um, she's so weird but in the best ways she delivers some of like the funniest lines in oh, the show yeah. without a doubt like there's like xander's trying to be funny and all Priscilla has to do is like float into a room say some weird shit and it's like that's great that's wonderful yeah in um in angel she has a scene where she's with darla yes. and they're like on a murder spree at the mall and she's like i'm ringing all over <laughs> And Darla's like, that's your cell phone, hon. I want all, I want at least a couple of more full episodes of just Darla and Jusilla go to the mall. Yeah. Because, like, they'll be murdering and then trying on pretty dresses, and it's great. That's all you need in a show. A spinoff of the Gal Pals. Yeah. yeah. And we all know what's going on when the cameras aren't on. Actually, I, I didn't think about it before, but currently, as of this time, where we're recording this, I officially ship Drusilla and Darla. Yeah. Yeah. That's Grandmom good. and granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So, <laughs> sire incest is, I guess, permittable. Because I feel like we've been shipping well, I mean, Spike yeah. and Xander forever. Well, no, and, like, Darla and Angel yeah. were together. That's the thing and is, people like... generally do sire people that they want to yeah, be involved with. everyone's fucking. We just gotta make it gay. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's all that needs to be said about it. Uh, the, the rules of chosen podcasts headcanon <laughs> Must be gay. We have to have at least one gay ship per episode. This one is Drusilla have, and Darla. Have we ever really had, like, a straight one? No. Who? No. Who? No. <laughs> maybe, maybe Joyce and Giles. Giles. Joyce and Giles, that, yeah. There you go. That would be the only one that would be acceptable. Yeah. But, yeah, I... The one thing that I will say straight off the bat that I don't like, which I know you all love, Miss Edith <laughs> freaks me out. But I don't know what it is, but it's the doll thing. It freaks me out. Everything else, like, the weirdness about her and, like... Oh, I fucking hate dolls. Yeah, no, it's definitely creepy, but I think it adds to the character. Could we have done without it, probably? But I think it does enhance the character in a way, but I don't no, want to look... No, I feel like we needed Miss Edith, but... I don't want to look at it. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing, too, is, like, Miss Edith or the puppy that she has for a minute before she yeah. drinks it... And the bird that she talks to, even though it's already dead, and like mm-hmm. all these little like non-people items, really help get through some of like her visions. I think that's like one of the coolest things about Drusilla is that like she's not just a vampire; she was also a seer. So like she had abilities before she was a vampire, and that's part of why you know that's part of why Angel targeted her was because eternal torment yeah he knew that she had a gift and he thought that it was like basically a trophy he killed her entire family you know she went and tried to join um went to a convent and was supposed to take her vows to become a nun and angel killed everyone there and then turned her into a vampire so it's i i one of the thing, the reasons that I love Drusilla is that, yes, she is a villain on the show, but she's a very sympathetic villain when you actually look at it. Like, yeah. Like, she was 
she was driven insane because... No one believed that there were voices in her head. Right. Like, she had a gift that wasn't believed, and then she had, essentially, a homicidal stalker, and he literally made her life hell, drove her insane, and then made her a vampire, so that even as a vampire, she would continue to be insane. Which is pretty fucking twisted. Yeah. My favorite Drusilla fact is that it, her like whole appearance and everything like that is based on Kate Moss, heroin chic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I see it. I totally see it. Yeah, I could get that. Yeah, she's just, she's so badass. I mean, just the fact that like, she kills Kendra and then doesn't even drink from her. Like, just she killing kill- for sport. Yeah, she killed a slayer, which is like a huge deal to the vampires. And like, they make a big point of saying how like slayer blood makes them very powerful right. and like taste better and everything. And she just fucking slits Kendra's throat with her fingernail. Her razor blade fingernails. Making Good aesthetic her- choice. Yeah. yeah. Making her the first female big bad. Yeah. Oh. Because there were no other ones before that, really, because no. it's the master. Yeah. And... Yeah. And then again, not until not until Glory after. Yeah. And she also... Glory's beyond gender, because she's a deity. Yeah, yeah. she's Not by any representation in, in Buffy. It's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> That's sarcastic. Drusilla also, like, like, she survives the series. She, right. She's on Angel, and she even gets away in Angel... She actually is in the comics, and even in the comics, is still alive. She's, she actually has a really cool comic arc where, um, in in one of the seasons of the comics, magic went away. The and Gathering? Then... No, kidding. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> oh, darn. Oh, darn. Oh, we do. Um, but yeah, they, they got rid of magic, and then they end up bringing it back, but... Because her sight, and essentially her, you know, her second sight, and essentially her insanity are based off magic, her magical abilities, she gets her sanity back for a little bit, and it, like, becomes, like, this kind of, like, savior to the mentally ill teens in London, where she's, like, she's, like, taking their, their... She's got, like, a creature that feeds off their insanity and is actually helpful, but it's, like, ultimately she's hurting them because they yeah. mostly end up dying. Need and she's turning them like into that. vampires. Oh. And so, eventually, Angel has to, like, restore her her second sight and make her insane again. And then she does come back as a villain again with, like, this uber big bad. And as he's being, like, beaten... She's like, peace out, bro, and runs away and saves herself. Long live Drusilla. Yeah, she's a survivalist, if nothing else. She's she's survived a fuck ton of trauma in her life. Yeah. I mean, like... And afterlife. True. I mean, Angel burns her. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I guess we can, like, start talking about her relationships with the other characters, too, and we can just get it over with and bring up Spike. And the whole Sid Nancy thing that they have oh, going yeah. on. It's, it's yeah. a little overt. I I love the two of them together, too. And I think that it's, like, a, a weirdly pure 
love between them too, at least on Spike's end. Right. Um, and definitely in the beginning. And in the beginning Spike's just like a puppy wrapped in leather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is but... the cutest like <laughs> image in my mind. <laughs> the tiny to the vampire thing, that's kind of what bats look like. Yeah. I always said because they're little puppies and their wings are like little leather jackets. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Anna's whole... breaking my heart right now. <laughs> With imagery. <laughs> the the Spike Drusilla love is is a great love and one of the only good hetero loves in the show. I think I like, because like when we first are introduced, Spike is taking care of Drusilla because she's weak. And I'm not as big a fan of that as when Drusilla is kind of, she's a little crazy, but she's showing that she's always way smarter than Spike who will dote on her regardless. Yeah. That's, well, that's I, the dynamic. Sign me up for that. And then, you know, Spike gets injured. Yeah. And she's taking care of him. Like, there's a She brings some puppies to change. eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they did break up at one point because she went for a chaos demon. Yep. Can't, can't help with the chaos demons. Mm-mm. Uh, that's why, like, she eventually, like, leaves with him. Oh, that just reminds me of one of my favorite scenes in all of Buffy is when... Um, Harmony and Drusilla team up against... Yes. <laughs> yes. That's such a good episode. Because mm-hmm. I love Harmony, too. I know a lot of people don't care for her, but I think Harmony is great, and Drusilla is amazing. And the two of them, like, with their kind of, like... It's almost like um, Poison Ivy Catwoman. Yeah. In in DC Comics. Or Poison Ivy Harley Quinn. Uh, that's what I meant, yeah. Because I could see Harmony as basically being Harley Quinn. Yeah. Actually, Drusilla's more... Harley Quinn. I mean, yes, because of the crazy, but I figured because of, like, kind of, like, the airheadedness, that would yeah. be Harmony. Yeah, they're both a little bit of... A little bit of both. A little bit of both. I definitely do want to talk also about the portrayal of Drusilla as someone who's mentally ill. Um, and I talked about this in a previous, in the mental illness episode, where it's portrayed as, as sexy, and, um... She kind of reminds me of an evil version of another Joss Whedon character, River from Firefly. Yeah. yeah. And how both of them are just kind of walking around barefoot in lingerie, kind of speaking in riddles. And you want to, and like the, the goal of their character is that they're supposed to be objects of, objects of desire. And I think that's a very weird way to conceptualize um, already stigmatized kind of versions of mental illness like psychosis and... Um, hallucinations and dissociations um, that are kind of never really portrayed accurately by media, but also kind of like just objectified and fantasized in this fantasized turn into objects of fantasy or special powers in in the Whedon verse. Yeah, I think it's as, as I had kind of mentioned in the mental health episode too. I think that with a lot of the characters, as things are happening, it's viewed as very tragic. But with Drusilla, because she's already gone, yeah, it's portrayed in kind of like a comical, sexy way that I don't necessarily think that mental illness should be shown in. Right. Uh, because it, on the one hand, kind of stigmatizes it, but it also glorifies it. Drusilla is clearly not mentally healthy, and if she wasn't a vampire, would need a lot of a lot of help. Um, and like in a way, it kind of like it aids in her dehumanization as a villain. Like you're not really supposed to be sympathetic to her. 
And it's also like, she's crazy. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, yeah. it's like an unreliable <laughs> uh, character, an unreliable perspective. Yeah, even though in reality, generally when she's speaking, it's prophecies and visions that she's having. Right. So, or her cell phone ringing. Yeah. You know, Spike at one point is talking about, like, no one ever had an idea what she was ever talking about. But, like, if people actually did listen to her, you know, maybe Spike and Drusilla would have would have won in season two. And yeah. that would have been the end of it. And also the fact that she just wants to murder for fun because she's so crazy. Yeah. She's so psychotic. She just loves to kill. She loves to kill puppies and slayers. But not in a vampire way. In a this is my hobby kind of way. We're going to destroy the world. Do you want to come? Get in, loser. We're going killing. (laughs) (laughs) We're going chopping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like more like are you supposed to feel bad for her? Or are you supposed to just like think it's quirky and cute? Yeah. I think that's the thing is, like, you don't really ever feel bad for her because she, like, 100% owns her insanity. She owns the fact that she's a vampire. She owns her sexuality, everything. Like, there's one episode where, like, she's, like, I think it's, I think they, like, when they have Giles and, like, first of all, she hypnotizes Giles while he's, like, being held hostage uh, to think she's Jenny Callender. But then she's also just, like, dry-humping him. Yeah. Well, Spike is sitting there like, enough, pet. Yeah. (laughs) But even when she comes back as, like, the first, uh, first Spike, he's like, oh, I know it's not you because she was crazier. (laughs) (laughs) Crazier than the root of all evil. Yeah. (laughs) Which the head itself is. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I wish that they had done more on the show with her character, brought her back for a couple episodes, yeah. stuff like that, like, cause... Even in Angel, her arc wasn't very long. Yeah, I loved it because her and Darla together were amazing, mm-hmm. but that's one thing I did like about, in the comics, is, like, she's had uh, two or three story arcs now where she's come back, and and they've been, you know, short but substantial and, and really good, um... The second one is, like I said, she's more of a minion, so it's not really focused on her. But she does get to fight Faith, which is a badass fight. And one thing, too, in the in the comics is it changes her portrayal a little bit, where she, in both of them, is, like, in both arcs, the first one, she thinks she's helping these people with mental illness. And then in the second one, she's just making vampires to build an army, basically. But she doesn't view it as building an army. She views it as uh, building her family. And I thought that was a really interesting (laughs) dynamic for her. Um, And the whole, like, that whole arc is, like, about family and about, like, the, the bloodline that you know, she and Spike and Angel are all involved in. Yeah. Yeah, they have that little, like, it's kind of like two couples, but, like, they're kind of swingers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Uh, yeah, because, as we've already said, it's (laughs) Drew and Darla forever. And Spike and Angel forever. (laughs) Yeah, just, like, like this, this picture from Angel, obviously the listeners won't be able to see it, but it's, it's from Angel, and I think it's, 
either right before or right after Angel had tried to set them on fire, and Darla's in like her red. Uh, oh yeah. Darla's in like the white dress, and Drusilla's in the red dress, and they're just like hugging each other, and they, uh, it's, they're so cute together and badass together. So we we just had our fashion episode, but so much can be said for the way Drusilla is styled on the show. Yeah. It's all the etherealness of someone like Tara with all of the just kind of like dominant feminine sexuality of someone like Faith and it's I'm about it. Yeah. If I could go out in like red nightgowns on a day on the daily. So this is the same Drusilla as she's calling herself Mother Superior when she was For listeners, it's a high necked black Victorian dress with yeah. uh definitely some kind of corset corsetery going on i love that she is calling herself mother superior in the comics too because you know it goes back to like her origins where she was going to be a nun right so now not only is she a nun she's like the head nun in a kick-ass outfit yeah um so drusilla i feel like in the early (laughs) seasons has such great quotes like You've been a very bad daddy. <laughs> yeah. Anna, how many times have you screenshotted that to Avalon? <laughs> I, I, when I first watched Buffy, I basically finished season seven, waited like a week and started back up again. And the, the daddy quotes from Drusilla never got any less funny. Because she says daddy a couple other times, too. Well, and a few people say daddy. Yeah. You, yes. You, you used to literally screenshot and send me the screenshot every time someone said daddy on the show. Like, I'm sure Faith says it at some point. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's she says it like Giles a... at some point. Of course it is, because daddy Giles. Well, yeah. she also says it at one point about um, the mayor. <sighs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that, like, was an undercurrent running through their whole relationship, too. Yeah, I mean, he was a sugar daddy, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the right but... kind of sugar daddy, the one that never tries to touch you. Yep. <laughs> and gets you sharp just what, That's just what I'm looking for. <laughs> Seekingarrangements.com <laughs> I'm gonna plug that. You better be getting a sponsorship. <laughs> for, uh, for your own evil snake demon wrapped inside the body of Ned Flanders, who's kind of immortal, try SeekingArrangements.com. All you have to do is kill at least one man. It's a very specific arrangement. <laughs> well, and then you just have the opposite end of daddy, though, and it's like, don't fret, kitten, mummy's here. <laughs> yeah. Mummy. Mummy. That, like, beautiful, weird British yeah, accent. Yeah, I really <laughs> enjoy her accent. It's very regional specific, unlike like, someone like Spike, who is, like, putting on an accent Coffee, as an American. Or... Yeah. Um, I, I really like it. It, it. It's definitely a little old-fashioned, which kind of harkens back to where she's from and how she's kind of retained that as opposed to someone like Angel, who right. is just sounds completely... But it's also funny because she's the youngest, really, yeah. out yeah. of all of them. But she tries the least to assimilate. Right. Yeah, and I think partially because, like I said, she she shit. owns everything that she is and does. Like, there's no there's no pretense with her of like trying to you know like she she's surviving based off power and instinct. She doesn't need to blend in to survive. Like Angel, I think that's why Angel, you know, is also because his fucking accent David Boreanaz's accent was terrible so they couldn't give him one but um 
I think like character characterization wise, Angel wants to assimilate. Angel wants to be as human as possible and and is, you know, he isn't living out of crypts and stuff. He has an apartment for the first couple seasons and then later is living out of like the old mausoleum thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like when it comes to someone like Spike, I feel like his only like attempts to like assimilate is in order to lure more victims in because right. you see a guy who's dressed relatively normally with like relatively modern hair coming at you, you're more likely to follow him into whatever alley he's gonna kill you in. Um, I follow him into an alley. <laughs> follow Drusilla too. Yeah, but I feel like Drusilla just like gives so little shits that she's gonna pop out of said alley in Victorian clothes and is just gonna kill you without any kind of like Well and she also like she has more tools at her disposal like she several times is shown to hypnotize people yeah she um, could read tarot cards yeah she does like do divination my own heart yeah yeah so you know she doesn't really so much need the facade because she's got like she can walk out being all creepy and victorian mm-hmm. and just hypnotize someone Mm-hmm. and draw them into the alley and kill them. Um, another, like, just sweet moment that I think between Drew and Spike is when she's like, do you love my insides, the parts you can't see? And Spike is like, eyeballs to, to entrails, my sweet. That's, like, Aww. that's such a good line, too. I know. Yeah. It's just, like, that, like, good job, Joss. We have to, like, give you props, I feel like, once an episode, <laughs> maybe... I don't know, but that that's it. That for that line. Thank the writer that did that. <laughs> yeah. But I I mean also just like Juliet Lando like what a fucking amazing actress like the delivery of everything is perfect like the lilting voice that makes every like line you don't know if she's being serious yeah. or if she's yeah, like, it just one her rambles. You know, if if someone else was playing this character I don't think anyone else... I don't think anyone else could. It's just... It's her look. It's her delivery. Everything just makes the character. It's everything. And, and like, I don't know that someone else would be able to, to like, have that same effect. Mm-hmm. I think that's a kind of across the board in Buffy is that the casting is fantastic. It's something I really appreciate about the show. Like, especially, like, they were talking about something with, with Tara where, like, they weren't going to go with... Yeah, they wanted, they wanted someone, like, really petite and mm-hmm. more pixie-like. Yeah, and I think that the ultimate choice they did, like, really, it adds something to, like, not only Tara's character, but to the show as a whole. Yeah. And yeah. I think that they just, they did a very, very good job with casting. There also was, like, Allison Hannigan is not the original Willow. Yeah. Um, did you and, ever watch the... Yeah, and the original Willow sucks. Sorry. <laughs> And they were all relatively pretty unknown at the time. Oh, and thank God, because, like, could you imagine having seen, like, Seth Green and, like, Can't Hardly Wait or something, and then being like, oh, this guy's gonna be on Buffy now? Or having seen him as Scotty Evil. Oh, yeah, or seeing Buffy in, what was that movie where she was kind of gay and evil? Um, Evil skanky a little bit guy. <laughs> was it Cruel oh, Intentions? Cruel Intentions, yeah. And then, like, this is, like, the, the savior. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they got a lot of these actors before they were kind of recognizable from other roles. Yeah. yeah. Not that, like, some of them had other stuff, but... And then Buffy was Daphne in Scooby-Doo yeah. and played the basically the exact same character. Yeah, she's basically 
plays Daphne as Buffy. Yeah. Loves it. And wears the same clothes. Yeah. We should have talked about that last week or two weeks ago. But yeah, back to Drusilla. We're so good at getting off topic on this podcast. Yeah. We're just good. We, we are. We're so good. Hand under chin pose. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that pretty much wraps it up. I think that... Uh, like on Drusilla like we all love her um yeah all there is to say about that I mean like Julia Landau though I don't think I've really watched too much else that she's been in besides like Ed Wood which she started in with her dad yeah. uh mm-hmm. good old Martin um oh are they but, actually are they related yeah I thought that was, I thought that was like just they had the same last name yeah. I had no idea <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> um but uh little fun fact about Juliet Lando is she's like now working apparently on a docu-series that has to do with um vamps which is very exciting um it's called A Place Among Us nope uh A Place Among the Undead (laughs) um and like apparently Joss Whedon is gonna be on it. Like that's really exciting. Yeah, I, yeah, definitely be interested in seeing that. We I mean, do an episode about it. Yeah, love anything with vampires. Obviously, we all do. So yeah, why not? Oh, I to totally that. googled it. She definitely has the same creepy eyes as her dad. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, like intense. Like yeah. not necessarily creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's done a lot of voice acting in a lot of like um, a lot of the like DC animated universe which i i'm a big comic book nerd if no one's picked up on that so i've You're i've heard some of like respondent for the buffy comics yeah i know i i like try to talk about the buffy comics and then it's just literally me talking <laughs> you guys need to get caught up on that shit um, at least i'm watching angel now yeah by the time this airs i'll probably be on season four I'm writing my Gossip Girl Buffy crossover fanfiction. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> when, when Dawn moved to the Upper East Side. That's a hundred percent how it happened. Also, like there are there are some Chuck and Spike parallels. Oh that yeah. I, yeah. I will I will delve into. But until next time, we're the Chosen Podcast again. I'm your host Jenna. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Michelle with one L and three E's. I'm Anna. You can find me on Instagram at boobslikeboobs.springsteenliketheboss. And I'm Ryan. You can find me on Instagram at badgirlryry. That's girl with three R's, no I's. You can find the podcast social media on Twitter at thechosenpod. Instagram at thechosenpodcast. Email us at... And tell us how much you love Drew also. Yeah, definitely. Or if you don't like Drew, I'd, I'm kind of curious if there's anyone that doesn't. That's true. I could see her as, like, a really, like, conflicting... Divisive, yeah. 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 I'd be curious just to hear from... We just always agree on everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, we're at thechosenpodcast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to The Potentials for our theme song, and you can find their music... Um, on the potentials uk at bandcamp.com uh or go follow them on twitter at the potentials uk thanks to rosie for our art and that's gonna do it for us
Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.